0: And it's time to talk travel for our sponsor, Travel On King, Sally Lucas, joining me, Jane Klein, today, and a whole host of interesting things coming your way. The first one we're going to start off with, Sally, is is Rome, parts of Rome we didn't know existed, digging deep down.
1: Exactly. And I guess this is just about anywhere in Europe you would find this happening if you decided to dig down. Um, and in Rome, they're saying that virtually every structure is perched on top of another older one. So it's a virtual mere furia of history with just layers piled endlessly on top of each other. But some of them have been really, recently discovered and restored so you can actually get to see them, which is even more exciting, I think, really.
0: I suppose if some of the later buildings come down or fall down or are taken yes. down... They'll, they'll
1: find or discover these things, which is really quite remarkable. So the most recent uh, discovery was referred to by a historian as the Sistine Chapel of the Middle Ages. Oh. And it's a 6th century church at the base of the Palatine Hill in the Roman Forum. And after the church of Santa Maria Antica was destroyed by an earthquake in the ninth. Ninth century, a new one was built above it. So for a thousand years, the older church lay forgotten. It was uncovered in 1900 and eventually reopened in 2016 after a lengthy uh, restoration of about 3.7 million. So they're saying the most remarkable attribute is its frescoes depicting saints, healers and martyrs. Not all of them are in good repair, but uh, an accomplished series of digital projections reveals what the frescoes once looked like. So they've been very clever in in what they've done in that regard. Um, As they say, the article says, as often happens in Italy, the church has erratic opening hours. (laughs)
0: Lovely. (laughs) Don't you like
1: that? Sometimes closing for months at a time. However, it is usually open during the peak of spring and summer months. So just keep that in mind if you're interested. The other one is... um, while Santa Maria Antica was overlooked, there was another recently uh, restored site, is tucked away in one of the famous attractions. Now, for two thousand years, the Colosseum, uh, we all know about, it and has incredible grandeur, imperial grandeur about it. But it's also now you can go down and see where the countless brutal battles were prepared in the under, underground area, they're calling it. Oh, where the
0: gladiators were. Yes, work. so you
1: can do an underground tour, they're calling it now. But it's only, again, open certain days of the month, only certain times of the year. Um, but at least you can do that. And it's, you've got to do it as a, like a properly guided tour. It's not a self-guided one because they're taking you through to this bottom level where the gladiators and beasts, you know, waited for their turn to, to fight battle mm. in the ring. So that, that's interesting as well. So that's another one you could do. Um, the other one is the Basilica de San Clemente. And it was, you, you enter through into, from the street, you enter a 12th century basilica, which in itself is just magnificent. Magnificent, But a lot of that was destroyed and then you can go down now through that into the older church beneath again. So a small staircase takes you down to the first church where there are 1000 year old frescoes depicting the life of San Clemente. Um, And another staircase indicates that you can go even deeper down into history. And you go there before the Roman Empire even converted to Christianity. And there's remnants of ancient buildings there, including a shrine dedicated to the Persian god Mithras. So very interesting that you can do all of these things. And there's quite a few more of them if you want to have a look. If you just Google and go in and look at these antiquated areas. And look, honestly, just looking at the picture, Jane, I can show you here or I can show everybody. Look at some of these frescoes.
0: And we can see that on the video we're making of isn't this that, show too. Rome's that, big reveal? Yeah. And the frescoes are
1: just wonderful. Aren't they wonderful? That's in San Clemente. That was the one we were just talking about. So just quite remarkable what you can discover um, when you start digging deep down into it over these thousands of years of history. It's the same when you go to the, um, the Notre Dame. You can see the original city, the Ile de la Cité, that was back to the Roman times they found you know parts of that underneath the Notre Dame so again you know, a lot of these old cities or old countries you know that have been going for many many years of civilizations have got so many secret treasures buried underneath
0: and as you were saying about Rome an earthquake destroyed one of those churches yes. and it's normally we think of that as being destructive but in some yes. cases it would preserve exactly yeah. exactly so fascinating stuff well Sally don't you think Tahiti sounds nice.
1: you like the ad used to say, Jane, if our listeners could remember the old cousin's ad and the lady soaping herself up in a bath on a plane, of all things. Tahiti looks nice, Simon. Anyway, Tahiti is nice. It's a lovely spot, I must say, with the most beautiful crystal... Blue lagoons and waters and white sandy beaches, friendly people, all, all that you would expect from a Polynesian island, and it is delightful. So these are just a few little things that I thought people might like to know about Tahiti that they may not know. The word tattoo, for example, comes from the Tahitian word tatao. And they're considered signs of beauty, of course, amongst Polynesians, which is where tattooing all started. And they are ceremoniously applied to the body when reaching the adolescent period in their life. So that's interesting. Now, the airline Air Tahiti Nui is the first international airline actually based in Tahiti. So there you go. The Tahitian alphabet consists of only 13 letters. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? The vowels, A, E, I, O, U, and the consonants, F, H, M, N, P, R, T, and V. Isn't that interesting? There is a church in uh, one of the areas, it's called uh, Fakarava, and it's called jean Croix, and that's made entirely of coral. Mm, the whole yeah, church. Wonderful. Um, another fact, you may or may not know, that Bora Bora served as a supply base and home to 6,000 US military personnel in, in the war. Mm. And it's
0: not a US uh, no. set of islands, is it? No, it's, it's
1: not. French-based. Not French, yeah. Definitely. Archery used to be a sacred sport in Tahiti during the ancient times. The official language is French, which you may know, but English, however, is spoken fairly you know, prominently these days. And the overwater bungalow was invented in Tahiti in the 1960s, the first country to have overwater bungalows. Isn't that interesting? we
0: have got lots to thank and them for.
1: Lots. There are boxes outside the homes of Tahitian residents that are often mistaken for mailboxes, but they're actually for their French bread delivery. <laughs> <laughs> of course. How French. <laughs> And also there are no poisonous snakes or insects there so that makes it even more appealing to go to <laughs> other than its beauty and everything else that goes with being a French Polynesian island.
0: Definitely attractive. I
1: Just thought I'd mention, Jane, winter is going to be upon us before we know it here but you might also like to go to Europe in their winter rather than do something in our winter. And every year we get some wonderful itineraries come out that you can really immerse yourself in all the winter activities that are available in Europe. Um, so there's one here, Switzerland, Switzerland. I'm just giving you three examples: one Switzerland, one Italy, and one in France. And these are run um, by Albatross Tours. They have a whole wonderful winter program. And you're actually staying in the most beautiful, charming hotel in Zermatt in the Swiss Alps. So you're surrounded by 4,000-metre-high mountains, including the mighty Matterhorn. And you also get to go to Salzburg and Innsbruck and explore the Austrian Lakes District and Closters, horse-drawn carriage rides, all sorts of interesting things, and a ride on the famous Glacier Express. So that's a wonderful itinerary.
0: And a fantastic area.
1: Oh, beautiful. That goes on the 24th of January. Um, now, there's a French one on the 25th of January. Oh, that one, sorry, by the way, is 12 days, that itinerary. There's an 11-day holiday. You get five nights in the French Alps with this one as well. So that's just wonderful. You're in the areas of, or the area you're in is Megève, but it's quite near Montreux. And you can go to see Chaplain's Vivay on the Swiss Riviera, the hilltop town of Gruyere. And also lakeside Annecy and Chamonix in the wonderful Mont Blanc mountain range, which is just fabulous as well. Also go to exclusive Courcheval in Les Trois Ballets. And you can take a cable car up to the roof of Europe, of course, where you get that wonderful view of the whole across those Mont Blanc mountain range area. So, And you have a night in Zurich in that one as well as having your time in, in France. So that's another nice one. And lastly, there's an Italian one on the 4th of February. And you're staying three nights in a 900-year-old Italian castle set in the foothills of the Italian Dolomites, and you visit Cortina d'Ampezzo, and of course the romantic city of Venice, and you have three uh, nights in a walled Tuscan city of Lucca, and you visit Florence, of course, and San Gimignano, and you go to enjoy lunches in uh, traditional osterias in an olive farmhouse estate, etc. So. Wonderful itineraries. That one's a nine day. So some lovely winter things to think about.
0: And plenty of beautiful snow to look at on the mountains. Uh,
1: Wonderful. It should be at that time of the year when you're going January, February. You're sort of a bit more assured of snow than if you're going prior to Christmas.
0: Certainly are. Sally Lucas, before we take a look at the hot deals in the current travel marketplace, um, a bit of a warning if you're booking a holiday online. online.
1: Definitely. And remember when you are booking online, you are, of course, only dealing with an engine, a search engine, you're not dealing with a real person. And that is the the really big difference. I can't say that strongly enough, that if you're dealing with a travel agent and a, a well-seasoned travel agent, I should say particularly, um, who's not trying to sell you travel insurance as well, and you'll get good advice and you'll know what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing, and about insurance and what's covered exactly with pre existing, or, you know, there are just lots of little loopholes that you really need to discuss and not just assume. Um, it happened recently. It was an article in the Sydney Morning Herald by Michael Pascoe, and he was writing about a guy who came to all sorts of grief because he'd booked up with an online. Um, company called budgetair.com and as he finishes the end of the article he says the words budget and air don't really go well together yeah. <laughs> yes, um, and of course it was an entity registered in the Netherlands which is a tax haven operating out of a call centre in India mm. and of course they're denying anything and they're saying they're affiliated with IATA which is the International Air Transport Association and he says that means nothing as well just saying you're affiliated so he said you've really got to look into that and this gentleman should have checked through TripAdvisor or other ways you can check if you're dealing with a legitimate company so just be really careful and then he wasn't covered by insurance either because in the end the flight he was booked on was only operating once, operating once a week instead of daily as he thought out of her manner, of all places so then he was down to his last dollar and, you know, he had to get help from parents and get financial help to get him out of their missed his Qantas flight home out of LA because of everything else, etc cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. So cut a long story short, please be very careful. And honestly, you know, these days most uh, travel agents can match what you can get online anyway and with security. And the other thing that happens when you're booking online, it's not till you get to the very end. You really know what you're paying. They'll come up with a fare, but then at the end you'll find plus taxes, plus booking your seat, plus if you want a meal, plus luggage, plus, plus, plus. So it comes out not as cheap as when you initially are having a look. And also the other thing to be very careful of, which we found out on behalf of a lady this week, she thought she was getting a really cheap fare, but it was in US dollars.
0: And that's a lot more these days yes, than Australian so dollars. Yes, be, so just be
1: extremely careful, that's all I'm saying, because even though the internet is a wonderful tool, it can be fraught with a few problems as well mm. if you don't know who you're really dealing with.
0: Yes, that's true. And on anyway, to
1: on to nicer things, yes. talking Tahiti as we were, um, if you want to book before 30 April, and it's travel from 1 April this year, which is passed, of course, up until March, the end of March next year, so that's really a long period of time that you can get this package for Um, and it's staying at the wonderful Intercontinental Resort and Spa in Morea And you're flying, of course, with Air Tahiti Nui. And it's two nights at the Intercontinental. And then you go across to the wonderful Morea, which is the most beautiful island for five nights. Return economy air, as I said. You meet and greet on arrival with transfers and buffet breakfast. And then you're taken by ferry across to Morea. And that's included as well. So all of that from under $3,000 per person if you're looking for a nice romantic little getaway. It's beautiful. Um, Some of the other things that are available on site until the 3rd of May. Um, Qantas Holidays has got a little package for you to see the northern lights in the Yukon. Region. So, of course, you don't have to go, you know, into the Arctic Circle from Norway. You can see them from Canada, as we all know as well. And they've got a three night package there that's starting from under $800 for select travel dates between um, 16 May and this year through to 30 April next year. And as I said, on sale till 3 May if you're thinking of doing that. So, that's lovely. Other thing I thought I'd mention, Jane, is how you can stay in most interesting places when you travel. You don't have to stay in, you know, named. Hotels, which I don't, I must admit. I'm, I'm very much a three star lady, or Bed and Breakfast, or Cottage, or but there's lovely old places you can stay. Like in Spain and Portugal, you can stay in these paradores, Solares and Posadas. And they're actually converted old hospitals, monasteries, convents, castles, you know. And they're not expensive. And in some of the most delightful areas where you can stay. So just consider that when you're travelling to stay in something authentic. Like even in Ireland and Scotland, you've got beautiful castles that you can stay in and quite reasonably priced as well. You know, obviously there are some that are more expensive. But honestly, don't be... Uh, shy away from it is what I'm trying to say. You can stay in some really delightful places at no more than it would cost you to stay in a, in a hotel. And, and, off, and often such less.
0: a distinction. At, it oh,
1: the atmosphere and just everything mm-hmm. about it is beautiful. Rocky Mountaineer, we have talked about Rocky Mountaineer before and it's their 150th birthday this year and they're just offering at the moment an extra hotel night free of charge. Now this is the last promotion they're going to have for 2017 for their birthday. So all you've got to do is book one of their little packages and you You'll get a, a free night in either Vancouver, Victoria, Calgary, Seattle, just to give you an idea. Now that offer finishes June 2, and it's so long as you are uh, buying a package of five days or more, you get the extra free night, so that's worth considering. There's winter packages, as we were discussing in Europe, don't forget you've got winter in Canada too, so it'd be wonderful if you wanted to go to uh, you know, Banff or Lake Louise, there's some winter delight packages there, just to give you an idea, there's a seven day one that does Banff and Lake Louise, six nights accommodation, activities, transfers by coach. And that's a touch over $1,100 if you're wanting to do a lovely winter holiday there. So there's lots out there in the marketplace as usual. Jane, there's always a bargain to be had somewhere. So we're very lucky.
0: Sounds great. Now we won't be talking travel oh, next no. Friday because it's Good Friday, Easter, and of oh, course, wow, of wonderful. Course. Yes, it's uh, the sensational seventy something. I wish all our
1: listeners a wonderful Easter, and I hope you have it safe if you're travelling. That's the main thing: stay safe and have a lovely four day
0: break. And we'll see you in two weeks. And thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, for Jane. Today. And we'll talk travel in two weeks' time.